Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No uh hot headlines hot headlines first hot headlines of 2021 yeah Let's go. happy new year happy by the way. yeah happy new year happy 2021 we made it we did it we did it did the goddamn thing allegedly yeah <laughs> you want to kick uh, us off uh you know king's hawaiian rolls yes sir best uh, in the business yeah man apparently they are being sued because they have Hawaii in the name and they are not made in Hawaii. That's interesting. Uh, it's also, is it kind of like a race thing too? Like, um, you know how like a lot of companies are trying to pull the race, racial, like name mm-hmm. things off of stuff. Maybe that's why people are upset. Possibly. Yeah. Um, like, you know how, um, uncle Ben's, they took off uncle Ben's and like, um, I'm pretty sure they, t- so, you know, they used to have an Oriental flavor top ramen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they changed it to soy sauce because Oriental was in the name. They changed the flavor to soy sauce? No, they just changed the name to soy sauce, but it's like, wow. it's an Oriental flavored one. And that was my favorite top ramen too. But I thought Oriental was a flavor. Like I thought that that was like a general term for a flavor or a style, like Oriental rug, yeah. Oriental noodles. I don't know. I think for top ramen's case, it was just the fact that they added soy sauce into the, the recipe. That's what made it Oriental. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Which I don't blame <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's um, maybe Hawaii is suing them because they're using Hawaii in it. Period. Yeah, could be. Hawaii's could like, nah, nah, bro, y'all took too yeah. much from us. Uh, yeah, you see, NASA scientists and partners achieve long distance quantum teleportation for the first time. Hmm, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I wonder. Like I, oh, I wonder what that all entails when it comes to uh, like at at what place is this particle or whatever is being sent uh teleported wise like is it in the the past yeah or are we just shoot, is it present we're just shooting it off into space like where is it going yeah where's it how, teleporting to how long do you think it's going to be until humans become uh available to be teleported do you think that, I mean, that's something that could be in our lifetime i think it's already going on dude honestly and they're just now just breaking the news just to well, this seems like from what the article was saying, it seems like this is like an information thing. Like they're sending quantum, it's called the instant transfer quid bits, the basic unit of quant, qu- basic unit, basic unit of quantum information. Yeah. I don't even really know what that means because I feel like me sending you a text message is a form of teleportation of data. Yeah. I don't I see bet you it. I bet you they've tried to do a human before and he showed up wherever he was with like out arms or something. Or just like arms, like out of his head and his head on his ass, and yeah. <laughs> coming out of his butthole. Yeah, his butthole. Just fucking. Yeah. Adam Sandler is reportedly planning to make his worst comedy movie ever for Netflix. Interesting. Do you like Adam Sandler movies to begin with? I fuck. I fuck with Adam Sandler a lot. Hold up, I'll show you how much I fuck with Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Was that uh, Waterboy? Happy Gilmore. Or Happy Gilmore. I'm just yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. For the for generally, I like Adam Sandler movies. I haven't seen one in a while that's like really caught my attention like that. But I mean, yeah. we talked about it before. Adam Sandler is one of those movies where like I'm dying to see it. He's not like an actor I have to see, but if a movie mm-hmm. pops up with him in it, I'll definitely check it out. That's true. I watch He's every single movie he me. drops every yeah. time. He's uh, earned I, the respect for me enough to want to watch anything that he's in. True. Did you watch the uh, Halloween movie that he had? Mm-mm, I didn't like see that one. Huey or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it, I saw that pop up. I, yeah. It was uh, definitely not great. Like, it was all right. It's It fits the category of Adam Sandler movie, which is weird. Like, he really is, like, soaking up this lane of just all rightness. Yeah. He's like, I'm making he, uh, money off of being all right. Streets is saying that he's Jordan on the Wizards. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean he can still put 20 thing. up. He's just yeah. doing it all the Wizards. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost like um, like eating like your favorite fast food. You're like, I mean, I know this isn't a five star restaurant, but it's consistent and it's you know it's gonna do what it's supposed to do every time. Right, one hundred percent. I even think like uh, like well, I think that happens to a lot of comedy actors if they have a really hot run, and if they can sustain longer than the hot run, their movies will still be. 
decent. They might just not be up to par with their earlier work. Like Will Ferrell is mm-hmm. kind of like that to me too. Even I Owen see. Wilson to an extent. Like I'll watch anything with those guys in it because they've earned that respect, but I'm not expecting them to drop a fucking tenant or anything like that. Yeah. You know? I'm not expecting some huge blockbuster from that. Yeah. Um, did you see that there was a nurse who uh, stripped off their PPE suit to have sex with a COVID patient in a hospital toilet and got suspended? Wait, in the toilet too? In the toilet, bro. Damn, you're trying to catch all kinds of germs. And you know there's yeah. a uh, super strain of gonorrhea going around right now too. Hasn't that been like a thing for a while? That would be surprised. Yeah. You told me I got to worry about gonorrhea and the COVID out here? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, that's fucking was, wild. There was another nurse who got fired recently for purposely leaving out vaccinations to make sure that they would spoil. Yeah. Just wild. Interesting. Um, this might be the same guy that you're talking about, but Grafton police arrested the pharmacist pharmacist for, excuse me, intentionally destroying vitals of Aurora health Grafton's COVID-19 vaccine estimated cost was between eight K and 11 K probably the same person, but I would, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was happening in multiple places. I wonder what would happen if you took one of those spoiled vaccinations. Like, I wonder what the uh, the negative effects would be on your body. Yeah, and like, did he do something to the vaccines? Like, did he put extra shit in it, or he just left it out? Or like, what did he do to spoil them? Like, I think just left them out. I think they just need to be cool, like kept cool until use. All I know yeah. is the shit probably shouldn't be in you in a way that is not designed to be in you. That's all. Right. It's kind of weird with the vaccines too. Cause like one of them needs, you need to get two doses of it. Another mm-hmm. one needs to be in like a controlled, like you were saying controlled temperature, but then the other vaccine doesn't need to be like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. just, I think, and I think that's uh, what is also making people so edgy about taking a vaccine is that there seems to be so much different information. And there just seems to be like, one vaccine does this, the other does this, but they're supposed to both cure COVID. So I'm not, it's just a lot. Well, I mean, what I'm getting from this is there's a lot of different angles that a vaccine could attack this to kind of suppress the the disease. Um, So, I mean, however they decide to do it, if it works, it works. I mean, who am I? I I didn't design this shit. So I kind of believe they know what they're doing. Yeah. And by the time that we're able to take the vaccine, I mean, it's probably not going to be until like March or April, maybe. It might not be until this time next year. Oh shit! It's, I mean, December of next year or this year. It's January, bro. Fucking wild. <laughs> oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, I keep forgetting we're in a new year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so by that time, hopefully they'll have worked out the kinks and the third arm growing out of your butt and all that stuff. So yeah, but I mean, like you mentioned, uh, a lot of the health work, uh, a lot of the health workers are the ones that are getting the first batches. So, right. I mean, they don't want these people to die. So it's going to be tested thoroughly because obviously these are the people that are keeping the other people alive. And right. on a bigger scale, all the people that are skeptical about taking these vaccines, uh, which me included, I have to remind myself about this all the time. Um, money makes the world go round. Big businesses make the world go round. As fucked up as it is. They don't want us to die or else they're not making money. So they're going to do everything they can to make sure this shit works. Right. You know I mean, and I have to keep telling myself that so that I believe the science you know right same yeah the healthcare worker thing with them being the first people to take it makes me a little bit easier about um you know taking the vaccine in the future um and like we mentioned earlier you know i'm ready to get the fuck out of here yeah i told i told my family as soon as this shit is over i'm going on vacation for like a week like i'm going somewhere with the beach and a lot of hennessy and i'm not coming back and don't call my phone i'm i'm definitely ready to interact and be normal again I'm, i'm ready i think everyone's ready it uh us wearing masks doesn't make it feel like we're in a new year. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that scalping may be illegal in the UK soon? And this includes like uh, botting online and stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, this the the resale game is crazier than it's ever been, and a lot of people, especially during this holiday season, have been getting ripped off. I mean, we mm-hmm. had we had talked about the last episode, I think, that uh, people were getting ripped off for the Playstations. Mm-hmm. So. It's- it's a weird situation because the companies want the scalpers. They want the botters because it, it sells out the product. Right. But then it turns off customers to the product, which in reality is who the companies really need. So they don't want the botting because they don't want to turn off their followers. You know what I mean? So, right. P- plus when these shoes, even if they're not, well, just using shoes as an example, but if the shoe is like kind of hot, but not hot, you know, and then you sell out first day, it makes it even hotter. 
mm-hmm. right? And it might be just because the bots are buying all of them. So it definitely uh, it raises the interest level for the shoe. Yeah. Like, I really want a PS5 right now. And Same. it seems like the digital ones are easier to come by, but they're still, you know, 250 bucks over market, which right. I don't really want a digital one. I want, I have so many PS4 games and the PS5 is backwards compatible. So I want mm-hmm. the disc one just in case I want to play some old shit. And, you know, I play G- uh, GTA 5 still. And I have that right. on disc, so. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I like disc anyways, just because it's just, uh, you know, that's what we're accustomed and so used to. Mm-hmm. Like, the digital games are cool sometimes, but I'd rather, I like having, like, a physical copy of the disc. Yeah. Even if you want to, like, put in, like, a DVD or something that you found in your house. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, let's pop this in one time. Well, yeah, a perfect example is, you know, tenants out on everything, but it's, like, $20 to rent, mm-hmm. right, or some shit. They had it at the red box. I just rented it at the red box. Oh, really? That's smart. After we just talked about, we never use the red box anymore. I didn't even consider red box. I'm going to have yeah. to do that actually. Yeah. I just walked out. I still haven't seen it. That it popped up and I was like, Oh yeah, we're definitely, uh, I'm rolling at Jay and watching this tonight. Yeah. I might actually rent that probably maybe this weekend. I'll, I'll get that. Yeah. Uh, judge has denied Ghislaine Maxwell, um, uh, bail. Yeah. Which I saw is that. pretty interesting. Um, I still want to know what's going to come out of this stuff. Like it, it, I mean, we haven't really seen any major, major, major developments. Like I thought when Epstein went down that they were going to start calling people's names. Mm -hmm. People were going to start getting put in the paddy wagon. Bro. I'm surprised that she made it the the year (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. We talked about this the last episode that we, yeah, we were shocked that nothing happened to her. They didn't give her COVID. They didn't kill her. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't have a suicide. But like I had mentioned, I think to you earlier there, that the people on the right side are saying that, um, that Epstein's going to come back and he's going to start like the Obamas are going to get arrested and all these pedophiles are going to get arrested. And uh, Bill Clinton is dead right now. And they're not saying anything about it, bro. Who is coming up with these stories? I don't know. Parlor. It's crazy because they'll come up with like something extreme, like JFK Jr. is going to come back and be vice president with Donald Trump. Somebody had to come up with that story. One bro. That shit was trending again yesterday. Cause they think he's coming back again. It's like, dude, you guys have struck out like five times. He's not coming back, but that's my thing. So someone had to come up with that story. One person had to be like, Hey, there's something to that and spread the shit. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. you guys all think that this is a plausible thing. Like, what yeah, do you guys know just... that I don't know? Or yeah. Really well, they so think involved in this. They think that they're in like the secret society that's smarter than everybody else. Like they can read these Q numbers and all these numbers mean something. And all of it, it's like a game, like all, all of this shit is clues. It could just be some dude on the internet that's fucking with all of you that wants you to follow these wild conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like this could be a game to somebody else. Like they could be setting this shit up for their own amusement. They could be calling themselves the Q and fucking with you guys just so that they can laugh about it. This is why you should not believe the internet. Yeah. yeah. Prime example. Like the internet skeptical. is not reality. Yeah. Uh, Master P and Baron Davis are in talks to acquire Reebok, which mm. I thought was pretty cool. I think Reebok right now is, I don't know if it's owned, I think it's owned by Adidas. Um, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. Sorry, I was trying to read a headline from it, but um, be dope for uh, a shoe company to be black owned too. I don't think that there's a like a, a major one like that that's, that's black owned, but we had talked about it. They're going to need somebody or something to kind of, restart them yeah it, it's gonna take a lot for reebok to be rebranded because the direction they're going right now is literally the opposite direction they need to go to be uh i think competitive when it comes to um i don't even i don't know how you would describe like nike and adidas uh clout value i guess yeah because like if you Maybe wear they're like it, culture cultural currency yeah if you yeah. wear it you automatically level up to an extent you know what i mean yeah in Reebok, you minus points. Unless it's like, and even now, like not a lot of people wear them, but unless you're wearing like some Iversons, which even so people are not like going frantic over. Yeah. Like you need like um, the director of champion to be on your squad or something to flip your whole shit around because Dude, champion I, don't know, killed it. I don't know how champion was like a Walmart staple. And then all of a sudden is a t-shirt is being sold for a hundred bucks. I don't get that. I think a lot of the reason why is because when these, uh, like, you know, like when Off-White started and some of these smaller streetwear brands, mm-hmm. they used to print all their stuff on Champion. Oh, that's a good-ass point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have been why it had a resurgence, too, because now that it was, like, being seen with these top companies, mm-hmm. maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need, like, a, a streetwear collab, kind of like what they used to do with ice cream when it was hot. Bro, you they have to. Like, that's a guarantee. Yeah. 
they they need a streetwear collab, uh, something other than Supreme. They need a a big name. They need a couple big names. Let's be real. And right. It can't be, it can't be an NBA player. It can't. Now be. at this it point, like athlete. there's there's not an there's not an NBA player that's not signed that has enough influence to change where Reebok's at. I think the culture moves with an actual influencer these days, like a, a social media type influencer or uh, a designer. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Designer, even hip hop tends to move the culture a lot faster than athletes do. You know what I mean? So you need mm-hmm. someone like that. Athletes don't cut it these days. Reebok tried to do the hip hop thing with Ross, but then there was that whole Molly and the champagne thing. And that went out the window. Yeah. I don't think Rick Ross could have pushed it like that. Yeah. I mean, I think, there's a lane for what Rick Ross does as far as like, like what's what Griselda and Benny the butcher and them are doing with their clothing line. Like there's mm-hmm. a certain demographic, but if you want Reebok to pop like a Nike or Adidas, you have to reach a whole bunch of de- different demographics. Like with Kanye, right? He's a hip hop artist, but people that don't like hip hop music, like wearing Yeezys, mm-hmm. you know, the fashion people like wearing Yeezys, the hipsters like wearing Yeezys, the average consumer likes wearing Yeezys. And so it's going to be hard to find somebody that's, cool Mm -hmm. and can appeal to every demographic i think reebok could um they could dabble in the uh sweatsuit lane because i see like all these people on instagram like girls are selling these sweatsuits you know i only got three left hit me up now you know what i mean or like um yeah exactly and that's fine um but then i see like i see all these guys rocking sweatsuits like Puma kind of did that, but I feel like they're not focusing on that. Reebok, there's a lane that's open for clothes that a lot right. of the big names are not touching right now. Yeah, I think the only one that really like really excelled in that lane was Nike when um what's the the whole you know they had tech the whole fleece. the tech fleece was really mm-hmm. popular. But that shit was expensive. If you can make like a, a good quality tracksuit that's like half the price of the tech fleece. It's expensive and it doesn't necessarily look casual. It looks like mm-hmm. you are going to play a sport or you just got done working out. Puma did yeah. it really well, like with Nipsey Hustle. I love their stuff. With yeah. Nipsey. Like that looks so casual. Like it looks almost like a robe. You know what I mean? It looks silk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it looks so comfortable that you can just rock it, but it also looks like expensive fabrics that if you put on like some fresh ass crispy Pumas with it, it looks expensive. Like they had a good formula with that and they had the perfect person to to do that shit. But I mean, we all know where that went. So yeah. Rest in peace to Nipsey. I did see a funny tweet from somebody that said, uh, their cousin is like a 20 or 22 year old, like somewhere in that range. He came over for Christmas dinner and he brought clothes with them and he was wearing a tech fleece and he was telling his family's like, Oh, I'm about to go out and go kick it with my friends and stuff. I got to change real quick though into my night clothes. And it was just a darker colored tech fleece. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> He's I like, these are my going out clothes. I, I ain't even about it either, man. So the uh, the word for 2021 that I want to be is comfy. Yeah. And I mentioned to you, I bought some, you know, I did my first, like the, something that I'd never thought I'd never do in my entire lifetime. I bought some fucking Crocs. And these Crocs are the comfiest things that I have. Yeah. The way that you talk it up, man, you make me want to buy some of them. Bro, and they're yellow. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know about all that. Wild. They're a little <laughs> wild. Yeah, yeah, but because uh, I can't, you know, the foam runners, I really wanted those foam runners, but they're going for like 650 on StockX. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so hopefully Kanye uh, puts them out more. Those seem to be like the hardest, easiest to get now, besides like, if, you know, the 720s and all that. But yeah, no, that bum swag is definitely in. So I'm right there with you. Uh, if I can yeah. find things that are more comfortable, that's where I'm at. I wear, you know, crew neck sweatshirts and sweatpants every day anyway. So, right. I wear these NASA sweatpants like three times a week. Yeah, man, I feel you. After cleaning them, of course, I don't just, you know, but just yeah. like a three day binger. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's everything I had. Oh, did want to, I mean, this is kind of a shout out, but it's also news at the same time. Uh, Kevin Love paid for the uh, salaries of all the people that took out and put the floor back in every time for the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really cool um, after he had already donated another $100,000. So um, it's really dope to see these NBA players taking these initiatives, especially when it should fall on the owner's responsibility mm-hmm. to take this, but the, the players are doing it. And I think that that's really dope. The NBA, I think is one of the the more progressive um, leagues as far as getting their players and stuff involved in like the totality of the league. Yeah, I agree. Then uh, with how hard he's been fighting for the mental health stuff too, he's talked about it quite a bit over the last couple of years about how he's had to deal with uh, mental health struggles 
and uh, different things with being an athlete and being in, in the spotlight. So I think mm-hmm. that's really dope. Um, and he seems to be uh, loyal to the Cavaliers from what it, what it seems. He's the only player that's, I think, one of the only players that's still there from the LeBron era. Yeah. Yeah. So that's dope. So. Shout out to him. I think that's really cool. So over the Trump era, we've had a lot of misinformation. And uh, yeah, it makes me think like the information that we take in, how do we know if it's a bias or not? Because we, you know, we click one thing that we find interesting and the algorithm pops up, you know, three other things that are similar and it doesn't go this direction. It just keeps going this direction because we just keep clicking things over and over and over that we find interesting or that confirms our already beliefs. So my question to you is like, how do you, how do you avoid the misinformation or how do you avoid the, the bias that we go and search things that confirm our beliefs? Mm-hmm. I think um, as the older we get, we understand bias more too. We understand how these like large media corporations are all operating w- within themselves and like kind of the way they skew things. So I try to go get my information from like alternative places. Like Twitter's a good one, Reddit, um, you know, places like that where I feel like, it's not being filtered by the media company. Like they're not putting their own spin on it. They're putting it. It's like, like almost like raw information that's coming out. Now there's also a dangerous side to that too, that with people having access to their phones, and can just say anything at any time. It's really easy to also get misinformation out there, which is a lot of the reason why I think like Trump supporters, they're so blinded by one media because they take everything that Trump says at face value without actually looking into it. Like me, I try to, as much of bias as I am on the left and against like the whole Trump stuff, I tried to find both sides of the story only so that I can understand where these people are coming from and th- try to understand what their level of thinking is. Mm-hmm. Because if we can find some common ground, maybe there are some areas where we can fix things, you know, but it's hard when everybody's against all these media outlets, like everything is fake news nowadays, except for what comes from him or what comes from, Breitbart and like in our case like what comes from CNN or things like that like everything is so biased yeah I agree with that I um move the slide it's hell right I uh I follow some conservatives um just to kind of gauge like where their minds at these days like what is the Mm -hmm. momentum on that side because I don't necessarily agree with a lot of things that they say but there are some things that overlap um I you made a good point about like um, following things online, like uh, Twitter or like Reddit and stuff like that. I think the internet allows us to see things on the spot. So that, that kind of lets us uh, see it for face value before someone puts their, their spin on it sometimes, right. you know, um, which is good. But at the same time though, this it still leaves an area that, you're still only clicking the things that you find interesting. Like there's still so much more that can paint the big picture. Like we're still painting our pictures, you know? Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say though, I do like about Twitter when you click on the little magnifying glass to see the news and what's trending for the day, they give you the news, but then they also give it from different sources. Mm-hmm. Like it's different people reporting it. So you can look at it from what, like, look at all the places it's being reported from as the headline. So it's not only coming from CNN or only coming from MSNBC. It's coming from, all types of places. And one of the things I like to do too, is I like to read the comments because it's interesting to see sometimes like with Trump stuff, like he'll uh, tweet something and then there will be people that will go in the comments that are experts on this stuff and being like, actually, this is the way it is, you know? So sometimes it's cool for that because then you get an opinion from somebody that's not connected to any of these media outlets. Yeah. The comments are huge, but there's also like this weird thing where it's like, I've, I've seen people um, upvoting, you know, misinformation too, where it's like, right. I, I personally know that that's wrong, but I think that since someone jumped into the comments first and said something confidently, like the first casual person, like looking at a headline, you know, the first casual mm-hmm. person is like, oh yeah, okay, that does kind of make sense. Upvote, upvote. And then it creates like this bandwagon effect where everyone else upvotes this one comment and makes it look like it has more value than what it is. But, you know, if you happen to be that expert in the thing, you're like, hey, this is wrong as fuck. Right. But I do agree with you. Um, a lot of the comments, people love to call people out so that yeah. you, you have that. Like there's like a lot of tools nowadays when it comes to trying to find real information. Like you have to, uh, is is the platform that I'm looking at, uh, is there a 
potential that I could get unfiltered information. When I get this unfiltered information, is the story going to be, I don't know, um, what is it called? Like, is the story going to have sources? Oh, um, vetted? Yeah, is it going to be vetted? Are there going to be comments in the comments? Like, do I know how to decipher, you know, if someone's bullshitting me or not? You know, like, there's like a whole bunch of tools that you really have to go through just to see if you can get like some some real information these days. It's really yeah. weird. And even the people like, you know, if you look at Trump's comments, right, for example, like all of them are the same people that are against him every time. So it's like, obviously, you have an agenda to be against Trump. So I don't know if maybe the things you're saying are very valid because you're skewing it because you want Trump to look bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we're just using Trump as an example. This could be with any information. But uh, I think we also live in a generation that's very um, clickbait and very headliney. So like one thing I appreciate about us doing the podcast is we have to do some kind of information digging to understand what we're talking about. Most people will just take a headline and just be like, Oh, well, I already know Trump's a bad person. So this headline makes sense. I'm not even going to check it. Or I already know that the Democrats are bad. I will say besides hot headlines, because I really just read the fucking headlines on high headlines. Yeah. 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 That's true. But like when we kind of dive into like an actual conversation, like this part, like, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I, mm -hmm. and I most of the I'm stuff that we, we talk about on hot headlines is not stuff that you need to do a whole bunch of research on. They're just headlines that, you know, like speak to what's going on right now with the world. And it's stuff that it's not that maybe we don't want to spend 15 minutes talking about a certain headline. You know, it's a quick blurb about it that, to let it know that it's important to culture into the world, but not right. necessarily something that needs to be deep dived every time. Pretty much letting y'all know like, Hey, you guys can check this out. Cause this is, this yeah, is on the pocket right now. When we, and if you know, like we say, we're, we're not experts at anything. Right. So, my hope too is with like with the hot headlines or the things that we talk about that people will actually go and and do their own research on these things too. Like I know there's plenty of times we've said stuff that's not true on here, and not <laughs> not because not because we are intentionally doing it, but maybe because we're not as well informed. Yeah, and that could be our media bias too. Maybe I'm not as well informed because I'm only looking at certain places. Yeah, I, I like to throw a disclaimer out there. Like I don't know shit. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know when uh, it comes to uh, this whole bias thing, like this year, especially I'm going to go out of my way to try to see both sides. Like, obviously, like if I'm looking at like a science article or something like that kind of is what it is for face value. Like, oh, OK, there's vaccines going out. or Oh, they found a new star. You know what I mean? Like, that's not opinion based. That is what it is. Right. If it's like um, uh, Trump pardoned so-and-so because of this. Like, I want to see like what that person did, how they were uh affecting trump like why he pardoned this person why why everyone's saying uh trump's pardoning criminals like okay I, maybe he is but i just want to see for myself like why is he pardoning criminals yeah. or, or is this person a criminal or is people saying he's a criminal because they don't like trump you know what i mean and yeah he's trump's homeboy yeah so i i don't want to go in being like yeah you guys are fucking right i just want to see before i say yeah you guys are fucking right that's all Right. I don't know if we ever talked about this on here, but what do you think of Parler? Um, the and this is to say, let me give a disclaimer. I've never been on Parler. I've only seen screenshots and stuff from it, so I don't really know what's going on, nor do I really care what's going on over there because it seems a little wild. But yeah, so what are your comments? I'm not too familiar it? with it. It's um, it's pretty much like a right wing forum, pretty much, right? Yeah, it seems like like a right wing Twitter. From yeah, what, I can, what I've gathered. Um, I mean, I think it could be. It could be a safe place for a lot of people. It could be a dangerous place for a lot of people. But I think that's with anything, you know, like yeah. Fortune's a good example. Like you got, you know, school killers writing manifestos on there, but you also have people that are depressed and they go to a place and they have a group that they can talk to other people. So who knows how it's going to be? Uh, who knows how they're going to use it? I mean, I think that's one of the beauties of the internet is like, hey, this shit can go really good or really bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, the thing that kind of uh, worries me about it, and it might mark what's going to happen in the future, is I don't think necessarily people are going to go to their main, now that we have so many places to get uh, media from, I don't think that people are necessarily going to stick to the same media that they've always stuck to. I think people are going to start looking for alternative media, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. because it's not as skewed or as biased. Because I do think that, you know, even with like the Trump stuff, I do think that these media companies are biased. I might believe in their bias because I'm not the biggest Trump supporter, care what he does. But at the same time, it is like, all right, well, these people also have an agenda that they're pushing. So maybe I need to go look somewhere else. So I make sure that I'm getting the correct information. One of the scary things about the parlor shit is that it seems like that demographic is really into conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like, 
I enjoy a good conspiracy theory, but I take that as entertainment because right. like it's just it's a theory. Like it's just shit you want to talk about because you draw conclusions from nothing, you know. But these people seem like they really believe it. And I think that that could it could be a bad thing. Um it especially could, if you can weaponize that. Like if you yeah. can if you can like if on the if on par where I'm not saying that they're doing this, but in theory, like if they go on there and say, Hey, we need all these people to mobilize to for whatever reason, like that's a scary thought. Or people just getting ideas about things from those types of news sources. Like, okay, you're telling me that this is wrong, so now I need to go defend my country and go do something drastic because of the information that you're feeding me. Yeah, I see that. I also see, like, I mean, you could consider it weaponizing if you um, if you're teaching the younger generations misinformation. Like, um, let's say, like they're really big on flat earth or something like that. And they're teaching their kids, like, this is what it is flat, blah, 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 which don't get me wrong. I've never seen what the earth looks like, but then again, there's scientists that study this shit and have told me that it's round. So like, who the fuck am I to be like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just crazy. Like how uh, you could go out of your way to go against what people actually go to school for and study, mm-hmm. like pass down information for years and years and years and just be like, no, and then tell the next generation is like, this is not true. This is what it is because I saw a YouTube video that said this. Like, yeah, uh, the Corona is a perfect example of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, this shit isn't real because of this, this, and this that I saw on some fucking nut jobs conspiracy video on the internet. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of scary, but also at the same time, I feel like a lot of people's eyes are getting open to actually how, like crazy all this media stuff is like this media because like for example like with the podcast like we said that we t- we get information just from like a couple news sources or whatever so we get that now we get on the podcast and we say that same information so now that information is being passed down through different mediums so now it's not just like cnn that's doing it now we're regurgitating the, the information that cnn is giving us which in turn somebody's going to turn around and regurgitate it to somebody else like it's a pattern of things and it just oh, works sure. both ways like on part where it could work the exact same way you give people a little information they go tell somebody else like it's just it's a never-ending thing for sure yeah to wrap it up man this year i'm just gonna you know go out of my way to just make sure that i'm looking at both sides of the story because i, I see how easy it is to just stick to one side and create your own echo chamber of the same shit bouncing all day in your ears or your eyes whatever right That's especially fine. in cancel culture too because once people decide that they don't like somebody like no matter what they did they're gonna try and cancel them either way so yeah for sure yeah yeah i think that's a word of warning in 2021 just to be more vigilant about where you're getting your information sources on uh same thing with me i'm like you said i'm going to do the same thing like i'm i'm investing more into being more open-minded about everything that's going on so that i'm not just so biased against things and i think that listening back to some old podcasts where we were talking like especially with election and republican stuff like it sounded like i was being super biased because of the trump stuff so i'm trying to be more open-minded this year about other things and understanding why people feel the need to believe in something like that. Like, obviously there's a psychological reason for people wanting to, to invest even in this misinformation. Like maybe they don't have somebody that represents them. I feel like if we can figure out these things and the reasons why, then we can come to some kind of understanding, but we need to be able to at least meet halfway. Like I need to be able to go and find this information and try to see the other side, because if we're just sticking to one side or one source of information, we're never going to be able to fix what's going on now. That's true. So uh, are we not cool anymore? Like, have we hit the age where our generation of stuff is not cool? And I say this because, uh, so recently Little Pump dissed Eminem, came out and said that his music is whack and nobody fucking listens to him. Then Young Thug came out and was saying some things about uh, older rappers not being able to sell out arenas and have hits like he does. He mentioned Jay-Z's name, which he claims that he was just talking fast and didn't mean Jay-Z, but... Um, what I mean by this is it kind of seems like the generation now is coming up under us. They don't see the same things cool as we are or as we do now. Like Jay-Z to our generation, I mean, not to everybody, but he's like a god in our generation. But people don't see him like that anymore. So it's like the things that we used to the things that we used to think are cool. Are, are we on our way out of being in the, the, in the cool club? Yeah, I think we've been out for a while. Okay. I think I think the uh, the generation or the age group that kind of determines what's cool is probably like. I'll say freshman high school to about leaving college. Like that's, yeah. that's the age group that kind of determines what's cool and what's not. But I think um, what one thing that's kind of cool about present day is that we all have the internet. So we kind of talked about this before. Uh, everyone has a chance to stay trending. Like everyone has a For chance sure. to be a part of the trend. So 
even if, you know, the artist that you grew up with isn't cool anymore, you still have a chance to see like what is popping. Mm-hmm. I, I actually saw this, uh, someone's post and it was talking about how they're like, I don't want to say, you know, I don't like this artist anymore. I don't like blah, blah, blah. It's, um, like every generation has a sound every, like every decade has a sound. So it's like right now, the music that's out, you should say like, I don't necessarily like the sound of this current time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that's a better way to look at it. Like, for example, uh, you know, not too long ago, all these young rappers were talking about suicide and drugs and all this shit. And instead of being like, man, you guys are bitches, you guys are babies, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Hey man, this is the sound of the time. Like our youth is hurting. Like there's something going on. Right. You know, instead of like dismissing it and just being like, this is garbage. It's like, you really need to like see what the sound is for the time because it's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it. It's fine. But that is the sound of the time. Right. I think um, one thing about our generation with being so like internet influenced and like heavily into the internet is like b- compared to previous generations is that now we're more in the know than ever before. Like we might be disconnected because of our age, but we know more about what's going on because of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? Like, like when we used to think about like when my uncles and my aunts and stuff were in their thirties, I used to think that they were uncool. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't seem cool anymore. They seemed like old people. I think like now I feel like I'm hitting that point, you know, like even though I'm in the know about certain things, I don't feel like we're the, the cool generation anymore. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, cool is definitely subjective, but I think right. Like you're I mean, always cool to our generation's cool to us, right? Mm-hmm. But not necessarily to the younger generation. And like with the little pump stuff, they don't respect our generation or the generations before us. Yeah, I I mean I I get that, and I think mm-hmm. it's vice versa. Like you know, when I was younger, listening to music, my dad didn't like my shit. I didn't like his shit. You know what I mean? But now right. that I'm older, I appreciate his music because I knew without that stuff, it wouldn't have evolved to the stuff I liked. And vice versa, you know, like I would never talk shit about the music that my son listens to or my daughter whenever that time comes. <laughs> I was like, damn, she's already pumping? <laughs> no, I'm just saying because it's like, I just don't understand. It. I'm going to try and appreciate it because yeah. I feel like if you appreciate what they're appreciating, you kind of get to, um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. You just get to be in a place with them, you know, mm-hmm. you get to yeah, like connect a- differently. I was telling you, like, my sister is, like, Dirk is kind of our generation. Like, he's, like, 26, 27 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was never really on his music like that. But my sisters put me on, and I was like, I would have never checked for this if it wasn't for them putting me on. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, with a lot of these young rappers. Like, I used to think about, like, what my uncles and stuff, when they were getting older, I would ask them about certain rappers, like, when Drake was coming up. And they didn't even know who Drake was. I was like, how could you not know who Drake was? He's on the radio all the time. He's, like, one of the most popular people. Mm -hmm. But now there's rappers that get mentioned. I'm like, I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. I think I accepted that a long time ago. Yeah, I think I don't know the new guys. Yeah, I think also with us getting older too, we don't have as much time. Like, I can't sit and listen to eight albums in a week. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't have time to be checking for this stuff any anymore. Like, I don't have time. I there's so much more going on in life that I don't have time to be up and current and hip. And maybe that's like a part of growing up. You finally realize that, like, at some point you're not going to know all of this stuff because you just don't have the time to consume all of these movies or TV shows or podcasts or music or all this stuff. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, but I mean, everything always evolves. Um, all the new, like you were saying just a minute ago, like I don't know any of the new artists right now. And when I say new artists, mm-hmm. I'm talking about like younger artists, like 18 year olds. I don't know none of them. I mean, then again, I don't yeah. even know any of the new 30 year old artists that are out. So I just yeah. don't, I'm not, it, unless it breaks through a certain barrier. And I wouldn't say like, I'm a mainstream listener. Like, I mean, here and there sure whatever but mm-hmm. i would say i'm like one degree lower than mainstream i wouldn't say i'm underground that's what i'm sure but there's a certain barrier that you have to break through for me to even be like to to pay attention i guess you know right and I, it's almost like i use everyone else to like vet these people like i don't have time to mm-hmm. go and see who's popular i can't just sit on soundcloud and scroll through so if this person makes it to this certain point maybe they have what it is that i want to listen to maybe so i'll give it a shot you know but right yeah because i and you know like when i was younger i used to like pride myself on knowing all this shit like i used to pride myself on being the person that knew like the new artist and who's about to blow up now like so now i don't have time to be going through and looking for who the next person is or you know like these kids that they mention nowadays i have no idea who they are like who shysty never heard that never heard of him until i see him popping up on certain things you know like i think like you said it, it takes a lot now for them to to it takes more for them to push through for me at my age now. Mm-hmm. Like you really have to like make a big impact now in order to hit my radar. 
or word of mouth. Like if you told me yeah. about somebody and that's, that's probably like the only way I'm going to like hear like some obscure artist is if mm-hmm. you were to like tell me about somebody or somebody that, you know, I, I work with or something. I don't know. Yeah. The, the chances of me stumbling across them is very, very rare. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, that little pump stuff was kind of crazy. Like, you know me, like I'm not the biggest Eminem fan. Don't really care for his music. I don't really, even the new stuff, like don't really care for, never really connected with it, but I would never talk out of turn and say Eminem is trash or any of that. Because at the end of the day, even though to me, like I don't personally fuck with it. I understand what Eminem's position in the game is. Like, I understand what he means to hip hop, you know, and, yeah, but and I what even, he can do. I don't even see it as that though. I don't see him as like a, Okay, yeah, I see the disrespect, but I see it as more like a game. Like, for example, what is the the Paul brother, Logan Paul, Blake, Drake Paul, whatever the fuck the brother is that wants to fight the Conor Paul McGregor. brothers. Yeah, yeah, whatever he is, um, and how he's talking all that shit about uh, Conor McGregor, where it's like, yeah, you're shooting your shot at a legend to see if he entertains the situation because if he does, that's huge for you, huge. Mm-hmm. Like the only person that's benefiting is the underdog in that situation. Only person, right? You know like the other person has all the money and all the fame. They don't need any more. Like if they're doing it, it's clearly for vendetta purposes only. So right. I don't, I don't necessarily see it as like him being like, you know, fuck Eminem just for no reason. I think it's more like, yeah, I'm, I'm proud in the lion to see, you know, if I can get a little rumble with this guy. Yeah. When I'll tell you little pump, you, that's not a fucking arena you want to get into. Yeah. And he, he might not be educated enough to see, you know, the slaughter that Eminem has created in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his problem. Just like what's his face in McGregor. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I think I honestly feel like this is a fight that you do not want to be a part of, but I mean, mm-hmm. especially after the disrespect. Yeah. I mean, Hey bro, if, if but you also, feel like getting your ass beat is worth that amount of money, do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. To that point too, though, it's so much easier in this generation to like in, in old hit, like using hip hop as an example, right? In older generations, the internet wasn't around so much. So the only way you heard somebody dissing somebody was if it was in like a magazine or if it was on a song, they, but it would come out months later, like stuff like that. But now you can literally just put your phone to your face and say, fuck whoever. And it goes mm-hmm. viral, you know? So like, there's a, I think a lot of times people don't, they're not thinking about what they're actually saying to somebody else until after they've done it. But most of, most everything now is headlining and grabby and people just want it as much attention as they can get. Yeah. And going on that, um, getting in touch with other artists has been easier than ever. And also there's been so many people saying fuck whoever that is, it's the norm. Like it's right. Like the meaning is gone from it. Like, like, I don't know, like in jail, you can't call someone a bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's right. solid. Like you can't do that period or prison or whatever. Um, but it's like that rule is like watered down in hip hop now. Like back in the day, you weren't saying fuck whoever like that yeah. could be on site, bro. But nowadays it's yeah. like everyone does that so often that it's, it's almost just like, like when girls be like, Oh, what's up, bitch? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> that's so weird, but it's normal. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, man. It's, it's just crazy. Um, it's just like, I, I just feel in this, so like day and age now with we're kind of not, in the know anymore like we're kind of moving out of the phase of be having to have all this information and be on top like i honestly don't really care if i'm not in the know on a lot of things anymore i think that that's the thing for our age group though is we really have other shit that preoccupies us that it's like i mean if i end up finding out that's what's up if not bro i gotta pay my mortgage like (laughs) yeah yeah like there's real life shit i don't have time to just sit through 15 albums anymore yeah um, I do want to say while we're on like kind of a music subject, I did want to walk back an opinion. I don't know if I ever said this on our podcast before, but uh, Russ, you know, mm-hmm. Russ, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, curly haired rapper, dude. Yeah. Um, I used to not like his music. Been really fuck with him. Uh, really? He used to say a lot of like brash stuff about, you know, artists that I liked. So I think I discredited him because of that man, that dude can rap. I like his songs, like not his raps. I like his. Oh, have you, did you listen to his new EP? Mm hmm. Okay, so he has this one called, uh, it's called Chomp, and he wanted to purposely put rappers on there that are like aliens, you know, when it comes to rapping, so mm-hmm. that he can prove that he can rap well to like Crooked Eyes on there, Royce the Five Nines on mm-hmm. there, Black Dots on there. I think he has a beat from DJ Premier. Like he went to like the, I hate using this term, but like that backpack rap type of stuff to like mm-hmm. really show that he could do it. And he's dope, man. And I just watched the interview with him and B Dot, 
Uh, he had like a two hour interview thing, um, you know, like a wrap up thing. And just the things that he's talking about are, is really dope. Like owning your masters and being your own boss, not signing to labels, not doing all that. Yeah. I definitely see his little screenshots of his, uh, stream income. Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll like show like two songs making like $2 million. It's like, damn, that's what's yeah. And he's in, um, all of it's independently too. I think that that's really dope. Like, I think a lot of the reason why I didn't like him from before was because he seemed so against the industry, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I feel like I was like a real, like, I really liked the industry shit and he was so against it, which is might be why I was so apprehensive before, but I definitely want to walk that opinion back because he wrapped his ass off this year. I really fuck with the, the independent stuff he's talking about, the getting it himself. I really fuck with all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just conclusion. Uh, yeah. We, I think I've accepted the fact that uh, we're not the cool generation anymore. I'm okay yeah. with that. I definitely think the youth is the one that drives shit and I, I haven't felt like the youth in a long time. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think that that's the, the whole turning 30 thing is like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm in the know. Like even before when I was in college and stuff, I used to feel like the cool older cousin. Now I kind of feel like the, the older cousin that's just older now. I'm not the cool one anymore. There's younger cousins that are the cool ones now to the other younger ones. But I feel like the cool factor is, um, it's different now. Like you're cool when mm -hmm. you understand them. You know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily have to know what music they listen to, but right. Understand them as a person. Like that's dope. Cause I know I have like some older cousins that, you know, hella understand me. I'm like, Hey, you're cool for that shit. You know what I mean? You don't have to know what music I listen to, which they probably wouldn't even like the music I listen to, to be honest. Right. How do you not like party? I don't know, but you know, that's another conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it is cool though. Uh, like my sisters put me on to music. My cousin puts me on to music. Like I think that that's really dope. Like, I think it's accepting the fact that you're old, but also being as open-minded to still want to hear and see new things and just what you're used to. Cause uh, you know, with the older we get to, we fall more to what we're comfortable with. Yeah. You know, I know that to. when I listen to party, I'm going to get a certain feeling out of that. I, I don't know if I'm going to get that certain feeling from a new artist. Yeah. I get yeah. that. So we're in a new year. It's 2021. We got some new energy. I want to know what you would like to see in 2021 and what you would like to see go away in 2021. I think my my answer is pretty uh pretty simple. Our year has been pretty fucked up. Our 2020 has been pretty fucked up. So going into this year, I would like to see like a sense of normalcy. You know I mean? 100%, yeah. And uh what I want to leave is like just the whole 2020 mentality because it we were like in like this spiral where we're, we're kind of like I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know Am I going to have a job? Am I going to, it was just constant, sad and depressed trying to, trying to fight to be, um, at neutral. And I, I would love for that mentality to go, which obviously I know just because it's a new year doesn't mean that everything just is magically fixed. I get new that. year, new me. Yeah. I know it's not like that. I get that, but <laughs> picture the same year you were last year. I do feel like our mentality should be shifted where it's like, okay, we've been dealing with this for almost a year now. Uh, we kind of know how it goes. I know it's a lot easier said than done for a lot of people, but it's like, hey, man, are we going to let this uh, this quarantine situation like really just get to us? Are we going to just accept that that's where we're at right now and make the best of it, take advantage of the time? You know, we talked about taking advantage of the time before, whatever. But um, yeah, like we just need to just let's, let's just start fresh, man. It's, it's it fresh as we could. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I 100 percent agree with all of that. Um, what I'd like to see is uh, more people taking creative chances in 2021. We saw a lot of it in 2020, but I, th I think it's really cool, especially when you notice your friends, right? When they start posting things and they start pivoting themselves to be like, like fitness people, right? You'll start seeing when somebody is making that switch to being from being a regular person to being like a fitness personality, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? By the things they share, but there's like a moment right before they're trying to decide whether or not they really want to flip that switch and become that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's dope when you start seeing people ready to flip that switch. Yeah. Like I sure. like seeing people like on that edge where like, they're like, I don't know, like, should I take this risk? I want more people to flip that switch in 2021. Fuck it. Put the podcast out, put your videos out, make that or create that small business. Run that only fans. Huh? There's a couple of only fans <laughs> I've been waiting for, but I'm not going to mention any names, but yeah, I mean, Hey, Get your money in 2021. Fuck all that stuff. Like you were saying, 2020, like it's over now. We made it through. We're all blessed to see another day. We're all blessed to see another year. Let's take that energy into it instead of taking the sad energy from 2020 into it. Yeah. What I'd like right. to see not happen in 2020, little pump, 
please go the fuck away and never come back. You can take Donald with you. You guys go wherever you want to. And I want people that don't know how to use the self-checkout to stop using the fucking self-checkout. That's real. Bro, knock it off. And if you have 40 items in your cart, don't bring that shit in the self-checkout line. Like, that's Bro. an express <laughs> checkout. Like, stop that shit. I'm tired of it. Hey, so we were at Safeway and we're in the stuff checkout, whatever, doing our little shit. First of all, I want to say I'm really good at that shit. Uh, Same. Second, there's this girl, older lady next to us. She had like a box of hummus, like, you, you know, like the little individual hummuses or whatever. Uh, Sabras, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she Fire. had those and she just took the whole box of them, right? So there's like 10 in the thing. And she went to like scan it and she was looking for like the uh, quantity number. So she couldn't mm. do this. So she had to do it individually. And she was already struggling. I looked at Tay. I was like, man, she's about to have a hard time. And she was like, did you see her cart? And I look at her cart, bro. She had like five more of them boxes with like 10 of them in there. I was like, damn, you really about to have a hard time. It's yeah. nuts. And uh, not to bag on Safeway. That's kind of a pun, I guess. Yep. Uh, not to bag on them, though. But uh, th- there's always issues with their their self-checkout. Like, I'll put something in the bag and then the thing will start screaming at me that the weight doesn't match and then it'll start flashing the yellow thing and embarrass me. Cause now some safely employees got to come over and fix it. And then it does it again. Two seconds later. Yeah. Uh, life hack for all you guys. One of the ladies actually told me how to get rid of having the warnings and stuff. You scan it, put it in the bag and they'll talk. As soon as they're done talking, you can scan the next thing. Don't try to scan while they're talking. Mm. That's for you. Guys. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind because yeah. if I have that thing scream at me one more time, I'm going to scream back. Yeah. It fucks up the flow. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially when you know you you get like three or four things scanned really quick. You're you're in that mode, and all of a sudden it starts beeping at you. It's like fuck, you yeah. killed all my energy. Real talk. Okay, uh, real quick, you have any shout outs you want to give? I didn't write shout outs, no. Okay, Sorry. well, uh, I don't really have any shout outs either, but I will say uh, shout out to Russell. Well, I guess one shout out to Russell Wilson. I don't know if you saw the Kobe video that he put out. I saw him in his Kobe gear. Yeah, and then he also made like this video, um, like talking about Kobe and like using the Mamba mentality and how he used the Mamba mentality in that game. It's really dope. It's like seven minutes long. It was really well written. It was really well shot. Like that shit. Russell Wilson, man, we don't give him enough credit, but Russell Wilson really is that guy. And I think a lot of people don't give him credit because he's like a square, but Russ is that guy, man. I don't think he's a square behind the scenes, but that's just me. I don't think he is either. I think when he does his little like ghetto stuff, that that's really how he is. Like just the personality. Uh, last thing I want to say is uh, rest in peace to Tamir Rice. Remember, he was the 12-year-old boy in uh, mm-hmm. Ohio who was shot by the police for holding that fake gun. They're not going to press charges in his or pursue charges in his case. So rest in peace to him. That's fucked up. Damn. And rest in peace to MF Doom, man. I'm not going to sit here and say that I was a huge MF Doom fan, but like when we were talking about with the Eminem stuff, I know he has a major impact on hip-hop, and I saw mm-hmm. a lot of people upset that he passed away. So And he was only 49 years old. Damn, that's uh, crazy. So rest in peace to MF Doom. His family actually kept it a secret for two months from uh, October he passed away on Halloween and they just announced it yesterday. So rest in peace to him and just rest in peace to everybody that we lost in 2020. Like yeah. It was pretty rough year for losing people. For sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on your podcast streaming services, uh, same with YouTube. Uh, yeah. We're ready for 2021 and we're ready to bring you guys some uh, dope content. I'm excited. Peace.